world is becoming more unglued by the day, local consequences are now showing up. We are seeing sky-high gas prices, higher food prices, shortages, and more. How should you respond? Go to redpills.tv slash patriot. That's R-E-D-P-I-L-L-S dot TV slash patriot. And secure your long-term emergency food storage from My Patriot Supply. My Patriot Supply is by far the largest preparedness company in America. They're in stock and shipping quickly in unmarked boxes to your door. Their emergency food supplies last up to 25 years in storage. When you need it, it'll be there. Lunches, dinners, drinks, and snacks totaling over 2,000 calories a day. Get free shipping on any order over $99. Again, go to redpills.tv slash patriot. The global financial system is on the verge of collapse. Here in the United States of America, we have rising inflation, rising cost of goods and services from gas to food. We have supply chain disruptions. And we have the incompetent presidency of the United States of America running the U.S. dollar into the ground by debasing it, by radicalized spending and printing. There is only one thing in this world right now that is a worthy investment that has been the hedge for inflation year after year. Guys, that's gold and silver. Look, I invest in gold and silver, and there's no reason why you should not either. My buddy, Dr. Kirk Elliott, is an economist and financial advisor, and he is amazing at what he does by helping you get your 401ks, your IRAs, or just helping you purchase gold and silver bullion. You can give him a call at 720-605-3900 or go to getgoldtoday.com and let him know that Josh from the Red Pill Project sent you. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to everybody's favorite new show on the Red Pill Project. This is Morning Coffee, the show where we bring the news and events to you in the morning. We are live every Monday through Friday at 8.30 a.m. Pacific Time, 11.30 a.m. Eastern Time to do so, and hope you are all doing fantastic this morning. Last night we had, uh, it was Tuesday, so we had uh, the... uh, Zoom chat with the Red Pill family and Josh and a Q&A and a conversation. It was a lot of fun. I stayed up way too late once again. That's okay, though. It was worth it. It was a lot of fun. So thanks to everybody who joined us last night for that. We do it every Tuesday. But the Zoom is actually open every day, and there's always people there, especially in the evening time. So if you want to participate in that and the social network and everything else, you could go to socialredpill.com to join the fun. Um, yeah, Andrea is, uh, not here today again, Grits. She is focusing on her personal projects, raising her son, working on other projects as well. So she needed to free up some time in the morning. She won't be joining us today. She may be joining maybe once a week here in the future. This week she will not, but we will see her probably next week or some other time. So we look forward to that and we miss andrea she's so fun you know we had a lot of really great episodes with uh together it was really awesome and uh but here we go we're gonna go solo today and uh it'll be good good morning grits 
Good morning, uh, Lisa. How you doing? Hope you got some rest. We were up late. All right, you guys. We're going to get into it. There's nothing too huge or breaking today. Uh, no, she's doing well. Thank you, Grits. Um, nothing huge or breaking, but there is just some new information along the lines of a lot of what we already know. Um, we're going to talk about finance. Um, some crazy things happening in places like Seattle with their woke force. Um, the psychological game that we're all victims of, etc., etc. Some U.S. and world news, and a little bit of health. So we're gonna we'll get into a little bit of everything today to start our days with some new information. Tonight we'll be live with the Daily Dose at 5:30 p.m. Pacific time. Uh, I will be hosting in place of Josh tonight, so that'll be a lot of fun. It's Josh's birthday, so make sure you wish him a happy birthday over on Twitter or the social Red Pill app, etc. I think he said he's uh, 68 today, so wish him a happy birthday. We were celebrating a little bit last night as well. It was fun. It was a good time. Good times. Thank you, Grits, for the ice cream. I appreciate that. Let's jump right into it, though. Hey, what do you say? That's why we're all here, after all. Um, as far as finance goes, we're still in the same position. And I feel like everything's just... Ah, today I was kind of looking at the big picture and thinking about it. I think um, things are not looking great. I feel like we're going downhill, I'll be honest, or down the slippery slope that uh, is going to be difficult to recover from. Here is a, an article by InfoWars about the U.S. labor market, for example. Let's take a close look here. U.S. labor market help wanted. Unemployment remains low, but for the wrong reasons. Low unemployment rates are not a sign that the economy is doing well. Mm, no kidding. As we enter the holiday season, stock owners have been the big losers of 2022, but jobs are still plentiful, and nominal wages are rising rapidly. Uh, the Wall Street Journal reports stiff demand drives gains in jobs and wages on December 4th. Faced with a stagnant stock market, nothing bolsters confidence more than the plethora of job openings, seemingly everywhere and for all types of jobs. The number of job openings is a statistic worth paying attention to as a gauge of the overall economy, but certainly not the only one. Here's an, here we example in here we example. Uh, I'm sorry. Here we examine it in relation to economic conditions and other statistics. This reveals some good, some bad, and some ugly insights into the economy. But overall, the signs all point to the business cycle and the turn toward economic crisis. So, ah, they start with good. This is nice. Let's start with the overall unemployment rate, which is now below 4%, or about the same as the bubble low of the last business cycle in late 2019 at the and at the apex of the tech bubble of the late 90s, but did not drop that low during the housing bubble. 
The prior expansion was very long, and the recession of 2020 was the shortest on record, with most establishment economists considering it a COVID phenomenon rather than a true macroeconomic bust saved only by massive levels of governmental and Fed tampering interventions. They are talking about the V, the famous V-shaped recovery, V-shaped recovery. That's what they're talking about here. While politicians and mainstream economists would like you to think this sub-4% rate is full employment or the natural rate of unemployment, Austrian economists tend to view this level as a downward turning point to the boom-bust cycle and a harbinger of possible economic crisis. Forward-looking, the total number of job openings in the economy is more than 10 million for a labor force of 165 million. The recent peak of almost 12 million job openings dwarfs the previous historical peak of nearly 7.5 million in 2019. That's right. There are more job openings than in 2019, right after the pandemic fiasco, scamdemic. That was a record going all the way back to the beginning of the data series in 2000 and 50% higher than the tech and housing bubble peaks. These periods can be labeled almost too good to be true. For my part, I was on the lookout for another bus crash crisis going into 2020. Going into 2020. 2020, 2020, 2020, 2020. Alright, is Rumble okay, everybody? Can we get a 5-5 over there? Let's see. Let me try to uh, check this. I'm getting, I'm getting reports of pausing. Testing, testing. Let's see. Anybody on Rumble? All right, five, five? is Rumble... Oops. We might be okay. It looks okay on my end. No pausing. Try uh, another platform or connecting to Wi-Fi. Yeah, I'm good. <laughs> All right, this is an interesting article. I'm gonna jump back into it. The bad, the labor force participation rate is of great concern to government economists. It reflects the number of eligible adults working or looking for work, and that number is now hovering around 62%. During the 1990s, it hit a historic peak above 67%. The missing 5% of the current workforce represents about 8 million people who could be working and paying taxes. The, co the complex reason for this decline will be explained later. The ugly, they go in, what's next? Job openings, etc. I'm not going to read this whole thing. It's just very lengthy, but InfoWars did a great job breaking this all down. That is a lot of people looking for jobs. I know um, I was offered a job a couple weeks ago, but I was like, no, no thank you. No, thank you. I appreciate it. But yeah, they're looking. They certainly are looking. I don't even know if my uh, my my job that I left a while ago, or that I was forced out of, um, has even been filled. And it's been a long time. Yeah, pretty crazy, huh? So, not good. <laughs> Um, we see this, this economic turmoil around the world. And here we have Spain. Spain is the latest to announce billions in inflation relief. 
Stimmies. You know those old stimmies, right? Stimulus checks. This isn't good stuff. This isn't good to do. First, it was the world-renowned re incubator of policy idiocy, California, that decided the best way to fight stimulus-driven inflation was with more stimulus, announcing this summer that it would send up to $1,050 in inflation relief checks in the process of course in the process of course of making inflation even worse. Um, then it was Italy's turn to announce in August that it would also inject billions in fresh stimmy to uh, wait for it, fight inflation. The same inflation that was the result of billions in fresh stimulus during the COVID pandemic and which has led the world's global recession and bear market since Lemon. Uh, Italy unveils a new $17.4 package against inflation. There's a snippet from that article. And since stupidity is contagious, today Spain became the latest country to unveil, unveil some $10 billion worth of measures to ease the pain of inflation. In its third major package this year, bringing total aid to 45 billion euros since 2022. You guys, this is so stupid. This is like, talk about temporary fixes. This is not fixing the root of the problem. So things are just going to get worse and they're going to have to face it at some point. I think they're driving it to collapse. War of attrition comes to mind. War of attrition. They can only go so far. Um, the person with the functioning economy will be left standing and functioning. Thank you, Diana. Um, this was interesting. Actually, this was kind of, uh, this is um, new. I haven't heard this. Alameda wallets suddenly become active day after SBF's bailout. This is regarding Sam Bankman-Fried after he was released or bailed out rather the wallets that they were utilizing became active for you know their crypto wallets according to zerohedge.com the crypto wallets associated with now bankrupt trading firm Alameda Research the sister company of FTX were seen transferring out funds just days after the former CEO Sam Bankman-Fried was released on a 250 million dollar bond the transfer of funds from Alameda wallets raised community curiosity, but more than that, the way in which these funds were transferred grabbed the community's attention. The Alameda wallet was found to be swapping bits of ERC-20s for Ether and Tether, and then the Ether and US dollar uh, coin were funneled through instant exchanges and mixers. For example, a wallet address that starts with 0x64e9 received over 600 Ethereum from wallets that belonged to Alameda. Part of it was swapped to USD, while the other part of the transaction was sent to change now. USDT, rather. I believe that's a stablecoin. Uh, On-chain analyst Zach XBT noted that Alameda wallet the Alameda wallet was eventually swapping the funds for Bitcoin using decentralized exchanges such as Fixed Float and Change Now. These platforms are often used by hackers and exploiters to hide their transaction routes. 
And here is Ergo with their research here. Alameda Ethereum addresses are digging around in the sofa for spare change and swapping bits for Ether. Rings some major alarm bells. The funds are being swapped for Bitcoin. They put the information to track that chain there. So it looks like a last ditch effort to drain the coffers, pay off some, who knows, they're, this is sketchy, man. <laughs> oh my gosh, can you believe this stuff? Yeah, corruption. This is the thing about Bitcoin and everything. It's, I don't think very good at this point right now because it is, I think, mainly used by these crooked, corrupt individuals, organizations, and globalists. I think it's completely corrupt. The majority of what moves around through those exchanges is probably organized criminals and politicians and, you know, Zelensky's and people like that. Yep. The Biden crime family probably has a lot of addresses, I would guess. So that's a problem. Big problem. Uh, what else do we have here? Zelensky. Speaking of the man. Uh, Ukraine's Zelensky said his government is preparing to participate in the World Economic Forum in Davos in January. And that he spoke again with BlackRock Inc.'s CEO Larry Fink about the post-war rebuilding effort of Ukraine, according to Bloomberg. Yeah, so they're meeting next month to lay out their plan and agenda, and Zelensky's welcome to the party this time to sit at the roundtable of the cultic controllers and uh, their weird, creepy plan to control the worthless eaters of the world. Zelensky is worth $1.5 billion. Uh, you know, he must have had hell, one hell of a acting career. I've never seen him in anything except his weird homoerotic dance videos. Um, but apparently, he's worth $1.5 billion. Isn't that something? I wonder how he made all that. We know how. And there's links. Um... He's worth more than any actor in the world, but he's from the poorest European nation. <laughs> he owns a Miami villa worth $34 million. Mm -hmm. But we're told to wave his flags. Who did he pay other than Hunter Biden? This is Dom Luker on Twitter and links from CNN about him being a former actor celebrityworth.com on his net worth and European europeanessance.com on his Miami villa. So very corrupt. I want to see if they have a picture of this thing. I don't think they do. Nope. I want to see his villa. No, they don't have it. What a terrible article. That's okay. So, yeah, the economy is still in bad shape. Let's take a quick look at actual numbers. I'm just curious to see if gold went up today. I haven't checked this morning. Usually I have by now. Like I said, I'm running a little late. <laughs> everything's just diving down into the red. Uh, everything's down almost 
we're getting there. Well, it might not get there, but it's headed towards. Gold went down today too. $1,808 is what gold is at. Silver's at $23.83. Wow. Bitcoin is $16,627. Okay. All right. Let's move onward. Onward. We've got a Seattle workforce equity manager banned employees for displaying religious holiday symbols in virtual workspaces. Can you believe that? That is just ridiculous, man. He banned them. Well, at least he didn't fire them. But, man, that is so rude. This has got to just boil some people. Like, you know, I mean, they're still working at these incredibly woke places somehow. I don't know how they weren't ousted like I was, but... Workforce equity manager, really? Oh my, I call it the woke force equity manager. A restriction for the Christmas and Hanukkah season. <laughs> this is Seattle, Washington, or King County, Washington. If you're tired of censorship, cancel culture, and the erosion of privacy and civil liberties, subscribe. Oh, okay. Washington State's King County, where Seattle is located this holiday season banned decorations celebrating christian and jewish faiths and for this managed to win itself the ebenezer award ebenezer award but this is nothing to be happy about since the group behind the award the beckett fund for religious liberty said in a statement that the county was the most outrageous offender in 2022 and explained that their award should be viewed as a lump of coal delivered as an acknowledgement of scroogery on a grand scale. What the hell are they talking about? County bans religious holiday decorations in employees' homes. King County, Washington bans Christmas and Hanukkah symbols in employees' video backgrounds. You gotta be kidding me. The ban on displaying holiday decorations applied to county employees and appears to have been the brainchild of workforce equity manager Gloria Gazajo, who circulated a memo asserting that co-workers or members of the public who encounter displays related to religion or other than their own may experience disruption. Members of the public who encounter displays of <laughs> related to religion other than their own may experience disruption. So if I'm a Christian and then I'm my coworker's Jewish and they have like a star of David behind them, I might be disturbed and distracted. This that is so ridiculous. This woke nonsense is getting it's been out of hand for a long time. Can you believe this stuff? Um the ban on symbols like the crucifix and the Star of David extended not only to shared physical work areas, but also virtual workspaces with only personal workspaces spared. Some employees may not want, may not share your religion, practice any religion, or share your enthusiasm for holiday decorations. <laughs> but the Beckett Fund disagreed, arguing in its press release that the government employees, such as those in King County, have the right to holiday cheer. Showing enthusiasm for decoration is that their employer, their employer decided to curb. Religious symbols should not be displayed in or as a background to any employee's virtual workspace, the memo explains. 
but instead of being allowed to spread joy and hope, according to the nonprofit COO and executive director Montse Alvarado, the county's religious employees will likely feel like the, like the ransacked residents of Whoville this Christmas and Hanukkah season. The government has no right to rob its employees of holiday cheer by forcing them to take down their nativity sets and menorahs, particularly in their homes, Alvarado noted, and made a point of bureaucratic moves such as this, explained as a way not to offend others, having to effect of removing having the effect of removing religion from the holiday season, which happens to be based on religion. Oh my gosh, this is so stupid. But I'm sure if they have, like, dildos in the background and weird stuff, then that's, like, accepted and celebrated and totally not distracting to anybody else. And if it is, you're a bigot. Damn, what the heck is going on? Yeah, see, this is why I don't take jobs when, like, if they called me and offered me a job, I'd definitely not. No way in hell am I going to even pretend to play this stupid game and they would just fire me right away anyway. For sure. 100%. I don't... I'm not playing these stupid psychological games. Not even... Not a chance. Not even... Yeah. Not even considering it. Um... Jordan B. Peterson, I was happy to see this. He posted, he said, uh, he posted a tweet and said, just a, remind, a reminder that it's another psychogenic epidemic. And he linked to this article. 1,200 scientists and professionals declare there is no climate emergency. 1,200. Hi, Greta. The political fiction that humans cause most or all climate change and the claim that the science behind the notion is settled has been dealt a savage blow by the publication of a world's climate declaration signed by over 1,100 scientists and professionals. There is no climate emergency, says the authors, who are drawn from across the world and led by the Norwegian Physics Nobel Prize laureate Professor Ivor Giver. 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 Climate science is said to have degenerated into a discussion based on beliefs, not on sound, self-critical science. World Climate Declaration. There is no climate emergency. Global Climate Intelligence Group. www.clintel.org And they go into it in this PDF. Natural as well as anthropogenic factors cause warming warming is far slower than predicted maybe even i would e i wouldn't even say that climate policy relies on inadequate models co2 is plant food the basis of all life on earth global warming has not increased natural disasters climate policy must respect scientific and economic realities to believe the outcome of a climate model is to believe what the model makers have put in this is precisely the problem of today's climate discussion to which climate models are central. Climate science has degenerated into a discussion based on beliefs, not on sound self-critical science. Should not we free ourselves from the naive belief in Im immature climate models? Yeah, well, here's all the signees, etc. Wow. I'm glad some scientists are standing up. The earth is cooling. 
from the molten rock it once was. Thank you, Gump. Gump's offended, but he donated a dollar. Thank you, Gump. I'm sorry to offend you. Was it the holiday stuff? Thank you for the donation. <laughs> All right, what else have we got? Uh, this wild video of some black ice. I hope everybody's safe out there. Um, I wouldn't drive on on ice, um, which is why I prepare and uh, don't. So be careful. I wouldn't recommend it. Look at this video of how dangerous black ice can be. So wild. Absolutely terrifying. This man's lucky to be alive. Look at this, just dodging cars left and right, running down the highway. There's like maybe a half dozen or more cars in front of him, just completely wrecked. More cars coming up, crashing and spinning out as he runs off to the side. Another car comes to a stop just in time before crashing to the rest. Well, another one comes in and joins the pile up and another barely avoiding collision. Jesus. And another accident. Wow. Yeah. And look at the road. It looks fine, right? It looks fine. No, that's black ice. It's covered in a thin layer of ice. Holy smokes, this guy. That blew my damn mind. Not surprised, but man, scary stuff. <clears throat> Big Brother is protecting, is protecting you, says New York City Mayor Eric Adams. government loves you responding to criticism about increasing the use of facial recognition technology new york city mayor eric adams said that big brother is protecting you <laughs> it's for your safety everybody nothing else don't worry that was the mayor's reply to elected officials who expressed concern that using such technology could lead to an all-pervasive surveillance state you know it'll you'll be fine Okay, look, we'll be fine as long as we don't put up any Christmas direct decorations or say the truth or, you know, be independent with our assessments or anything like that. It'll be totally fine. Just eat the bugs, look at the camera, let it read your biometric data for our safety. Infowars reports blaming his predecessor, Bill de Blasio, Adam asserts that New York New Yorkers felt they were living in a state of lawlessness and that his priority was to stabilize the situation. This is how they do it. Problem, reaction, solution. Defund the police. Create absolute just madness in your city and then come in, swoop down with a solution. There is a perfect example of how that works. You see that? They're told this is how they're going to do it. You guys need us. Your stores are being looted. People are being killed in the streets. Let us deploy our robots. Let us deploy our cameras. Let us control everything about your lives, and we'll make sure you're safe and that you have a fresh bowl of crickets in front of you in the morning. Fair trade, huh? What is on me? Okay. This is how they play their game. 
Facial recognition technology uses surveillance cameras to flag up individuals who appear on databases of criminal suspects when they enter certain public locations, although the technology is far from perfect. They're not just going to use this of criminal suspects. They could call anybody a criminal suspect. Um, you know, maybe if your neighbor calls and says, hey, uh, my neighbor doesn't believe in climate change, then maybe that'll flag you. We will also move forward on using the latest in technology to identify problems, follow up on leads, and collect evidence from facial recognition technology to new tools that can spot those carrying weapons. We'll use every available method <clears throat> to keep our people safe, Adams previously asserted. It's not illegal to carry weapons. I mean, in New York, I guess they've criminalized it, uh, I would say, against their, our Second Amendment rights. But uh, people carry weapons all over the place all the time and nothing happens because they are responsible, normal people like you and me. So why do you have to do this? It's People are allowed to carry weapons. I think everybody should carry a damn weapon. And they should identify who's not carrying a weapon and be like, Hey, where's your weapon? Are you crazy? It's the apocalypse. The Democrat also brazenly suggested that mass surveillance wasn't a chilling, slippery slide, but in fact a good thing. It blows my mind how much we have, we have not embraced technology, and part of that is because many of our electeds are afraid. Anything technology, they think. Oh, it's the boogeyman. And Big Brother watching you, he told Politico. No, Big Brother is protecting you. As in George Orwell's 1984 dystopian classic, Adams presumably thinks that New Yorkers will learn to love Big Brother. Albert Fox Kahn, the head of Surveillance and Technology Oversight Project, responded by warning that facial recognition technology would be weaponized to crack down on every aspect of dissent in the city. These are technologies that would be chilling in anyone's hands, but to give an agency with such horrifying record of surveillance abuse even more power at a time when they face dwindling oversight is a recipe for disaster, he said. Civil liberties advocates have warned that making facial recognition technology uh, ubiquitous could lead to a minority report-style society where everyone, whether they have a criminal record or not, is tracked everywhere they go. Yeah, totally. You know, what if this system was put in place totally and fully across New York and then put in the hands of the woke people that all just left Twitter in, in droves? What if the uh, 2021 Twitter team, the 2020 Twitter team, was in charge of this surveillance scheme? How would that end? They, look, imagine, all the people that were banned off Twitter, all those people would be identified by this and probably approached by law enforcement of some kind in the streets. Or maybe they'd leak that data to gangs and those people would be handled in another way. Just imagine the corruption we have here. This is what they want to do. Uh, it's just wild. And some are saying, well, you know, we're just going towards the technology, we're going to have to live with it, and this is the way it's going to be, but, you know, I think there's a lot we could do to uh, move in that direction, but in a safer fashion. We definitely are not ready and should not put that in place. Um, I think it's possible to stop it, slow it down, control it, uh, but, man, this is wild. I don't like it. <clears throat> Um, 
Niagara Falls froze over. Pretty wild. I have a picture here. Pretty cool. Jack Sobic posted this picture of Niagara Falls. Look at that. Is the waterfall actually frozen, though? Um, it's not the first time this has happened. Um, global warming, coldest winter in, in the last four years. We're going to die. Oh, my gosh. I'm reading the comments. Um, I guess it is frozen over. Knowing that the falls were engineered ruins it for me. The day after tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> At least they weren't looted. Oh my goodness. People crack me up. Um, Moscow has come out and said that another Ukrainian terrorist attack has been foiled. You know, we take these things with a grain of salt coming from Russia. We don't trust Russia. We don't trust anybody but ourselves because we know ourselves, but we look at what everybody's saying and try to deduce what's going on. Two Russian nationals were killed in the southern part of the country while resisting arrest, the state security service says. Russia's Federal, federal Security Service, the, SF, the FSB, has prevented a Ukrainian terrorist attack in the south of the country. Two people involved were neutralized by law enforcement officers and were who and were allegedly planning to go in U to Ukraine to fight against Russian forces. Oh my gosh, so it sounds like uh wow, it sounds like a traitor situation possibly, which is interesting. In a statement on Tuesday, the security service described the perpetrators as Russian nationals with prior criminal records and who were part of a terrorist group. On the instructions of the Ukrainian special services, they were preparing a terrorist attack in the town of Chegim and the Korbadino Balkar Republic, located in the North Caucasus near the Georgian border. Quote, after committing the crime, they planned to leave for Ukraine to participate in hostilities against Russian armed forces, the FSB added. Wow. The two terrorists were killed on Monday in the neighboring city of Nalchik as they attempted to fire back at security officers. The FSB said it had found and seized explosives, an assault rifle, and a handgun with ammunition at the scene. Footage released by the agency showing the weaponry appeared to corroborate this claim. I mean, anybody could... I'm just... I'm not saying this isn't true, but anybody could throw a weapon on the ground and take a picture. Looks like this is their vehicle. Uh, pretty wild, huh? Crime scene. Interesting, interesting. Hmm. Also another gun, a phone. Looks like a watch. Yeah. Hmm. That's an old gun. In recent months amid the Ukraine conflict, Russia's security services have foiled several attempts to carry out sabotage and terrorist attacks on behalf of Kyiv. On Monday, the FSB intercepted a group of Ukrainian saboteurs as they tried to cross into Russian territory, four of whom were killed in a firefight. Last month, the security agency also prevented a Ukrainian bomb attack at a market in Russia's Zaporozhye region, as well as a plot targeting a gas pipeline connecting Russia and Turkey. 
While Kyiv has never claimed responsibility for these incidents, Russian, Russia insists that Ukraine is behind the attacks and has accused President Zelensky of resorting to terrorist attacks. You know, I wouldn't doubt if it's true. Very interesting. Very interesting. What else is kind of interesting me is this China situation. And I often wonder to myself, you know, you know, if you have a problem with what's going on, then what's the solution, right? What's the solution to the problem? And here we have China, just Chinese people are getting sick left and right, passing away, filling up hospitals, etc., etc. So we have Italy uh, screening all China arrivals for COVID. Do I think that's right? I don't you know, just if I go off my gut feeling, I would say this is crazy and I wouldn't, uh, I'm not going to participate in anything like this. I don't support this kind of thing because I'm not going to go from China to Italy and be tested. There's no way. No, I'm never going to take these tests. They're just, I just, this just my decision. Um, the U S is talking about doing the same thing. And I think it's a terrible idea, you know, just, it's insane. I don't know what is going on here with the health situation in China and the rest of the world. I guess we'll hopefully find out. I don't know. I mean, I feel like COVID has never fully been uh, disseminated for what it is in a really proper way. I feel like it's still up in the air and sketchy. And we know a lot, but we don't know everything for sure. 100%. But I think we know <laughs> very a lot. I'll say that. What else do we have? World War Three stuff. Turkey, Syria, Russia defense ministers meet in Moscow. First talks since 2011. The Insider paper reported this. Turkey, Syria, and Russian defense ministers. Here we go, guys. I wonder what they're talking about. They're talking about World War Three and alliances, I bet. The defense ministers of Russia, Turkey, and Syria met in Moscow on Wednesday, the first such talks since war broke out in Syria, the Russian defense ministry said. It was also the first meeting between Turkish and Syrian defense ministers since the start of the war in 2011. Russia and Turkey are involved in Syria, with Moscow supporting the Damascus regime against its opponents, the Ankara-backing rebels. The meeting came as Turkish President Recep Tayyip Erdogan <laughs> Recep Tayyip, I don't know how to say these names, Erdogan, has repeatedly threatened to launch a military offensive in northern Syria against Kurdish groups. Russian Defense Minister Sergei Shoigu and, uh, and his Turkish and Syrian counterparts Halusi Akar and Ali Mahmoud Abbas, Abbas, Abbas discussed ways to resolve the Syrian crisis, the problem for refugees, and joint efforts to combat extremist groups in Syria according to the Russian Defense Ministry. The sides noted the constructive nature of the dialogue held in this format and the need to continue in the it is uh, continue it in the interest of further stabilizing the situation. In Syria and the region, the Defense Ministry in Moscow said, hmm. We are holding discussions with the Russians about the operate opening of the airspace in Syria, he said. In mid-December, he indicated that he could meet with Assad after two countries' defense and foreign ministries meet. We want to take a step as Syria, Turkey, and Russia, he said at the time. He said at the time. Huh. 
So, just furthering their alliance and cooperation with other nations. Interesting moves here. This health crisis, though, holy smokes, is it concerning. Every day we have these sudden deaths of young people across our country, across the world. And uh, it's really sad. We're going to talk a little bit about this stuff. Elon Musk tweeted this. And I thought it was hilarious. He said that on Twitter they had they used the Slack uh, app thing to run their business. And he said that Twitter had an internal Slack channel unironically called Fauci Fan Club. So they had a group called Fauci Fan Club? Oh my god, that is ridiculous. Um... He also said that gain of function in this context is just another way of saying bioweapon. Some good nuggets in this article. Important to note that Fauci authored 2012 paper arguing for gain of function research. Exclamation point. Obama wisely put this on pause, but Fauci restarted it. And he tweeted this news Yahoo News article about Fauci arguing the benefits of gain of function research. So this was posted 10 hours ago by Elon Musk. I think it's very interesting. Elon is really uh, not going to be allowed to be a part of the good old boys club here pretty soon. CNN's Lena Wen said, The unvaccinated should not be allowed to leave their homes. You have the option to not get vaccinated if you want, said the doctor, but then you can't go out in public. Get the hell out of here. You know, if you're going to keep me from going out in public, you're going to have to sneak up on me and tie me up, hog tie me and throw me into a room because I'm going out in public as I please. Vaccinated or not. Reminder. November 2020, Melbourne security guard chokes a teenager unconscious and carries him out for not wearing a mask. This is the kind of thing we see from CNN's Lena Wen's theory. Um, When people start talking this way, the unvaccinated should not be allowed to do this and that. You need to wear a mask as well. Or else. People become violent and weird. They start foaming at the mouth and their eyes just like they look through you instead of at you. This is a video from 2020. I think we all might remember it, but I wanted to just refresh our memories. This was what happened in Melbourne when this kid would not wear a mask. Violently thrown to the ground. And then carried out. Oh my god. Absolutely terrible. Can you believe this stuff? This is what is promoted when um, this division is put out across these mainstream news channels. It stokes violence. It really does. Just like the Summer of Love. Remember that? This was all manufactured by the media putting out information. I truly believe that. 
This is mass formation psychosis. This is controlling people. This is mind control. It really is mind control. People hear mind control and they think conspiracy. But no, it's real, man. It really is real. Really super real. Um, artificial. This was a weird one. Newspunch.com posted this. They said that artificial sweeteners are behind a huge surge in sudden deaths, according to experts. Look, yes, artificial sweeteners are terrible for you. Yes, they could cause death. They are. Nobody should be eating them. But um, the the vaccine also, right? I hope. Hello. It's not the sweeteners causing people to just die all of a sudden. Although I wouldn't recommend eating that stuff. It's terrible. Experts have warned that artificial sweeteners are now causing people to drop dead suddenly and unexpectedly. Oh, my God. A new study claims that artificial sweetener may increase the risk of fatal heart attacks and should be considered a healthy and safe and should not be considered a healthy and safe replacement to sugar. Slaynews.com reports the study, which was published in the British Medical Journal, analyzed information on more than 100,000 people in France, 103,388 participants of the web-based Nutrinet Santi cohort, the study stated. Dietary intakes and consumption of artificial sweeteners were assessed by repeated 24-hour dietary records, including brand names of industrial products. The study concluded... The findings from this large-scale prospective cohort study suggest a potential direct association between higher artificial sweetener consumption, especially aspartame, acusulfame, potassium, and sucralose, and the increased cardiovascular disease risk. Artificial sweeteners are present in thousands of foods and beverages, brands worldwide. Yeah, do not eat this stuff. It's terrible for us. So not only are people dying suddenly from these experimental mRNA jabs, and uh, the protocols for things like COVID when they're forcing everybody to take remdesivir, but also through these foods, these highly processed sweeteners, this these, these genetically modified vegetables and wheats and um, experimental foods. You add all this stuff together, yeah, people are just dying left and right, you know? Especially you start stacking them on, on top of each other crazy um yeah and they have a bunch of health stuff here oh my gosh um yeah high intensity sweetener is regulated as a food additive unless it's used as a sweetener it's generally recognized as safe the FDA said yeah of course our food is poisoned we see musician uh, Joe Mercer Marley, the grandson of Bob Marley, has died. The grandson of Bob Marley has died at age 31. Rest in peace. 31. How sad, huh? 
Musician Joseph Joe Mercer Marley, grandson of Bob Marley and a well-regarded reggae artist in his own right, has died at the age of 31, U.S. media reported. A representative of Jamaican-born Marley confirmed his death to Rolling Stone but did not give a cause. WZPP Radio in Miami, where the artist spent much of his life, reported that he was found in a vehicle after suffering an asthma attack on Tuesday. Really? A 31-year-old died from an asthma attack in their vehicle? That's the that's the story? No. I don't believe that for one second. I don't believe that for one second. So sad. I wonder. You know, we all do. Was he vaccinated? Yeah, grits. Too much artificial sweeteners. I know, right? Oh my gosh. I'm not saying they're good, but come on. That's not why. I mean, that's there's other reasons why we're seeing a lot more heart failure, not just the artificial sweeteners, but they are terrible. They really are terrible. We have more, unfortunately. Wow, there's a new dog in the neighborhood. Uh, died suddenly news. Italian soccer player Vittoria Campo passed away in Palermo yesterday, two months after her brother Alessandro, the grief-stricken father, confirmed that both siblings had received the COVID shots. Very, very sad. Um, so here's another one. Yeah, I'm going to follow them. Oh, they posted on December 25th, 22-year-old AT&T volleyball player Fatima Shabazz died suddenly. She wanted to compete, so she got vaccinated. So sad. 22. 22 years old. And here's another one from just four hours ago. George Watts Jr., 24-year-old student, dies from myocarditis after receiving the second dose of Pfizer COVID-19 vaccine. Facebook is censoring Kelly Conrad Watts for sharing autopsy information linking the death of her son to myocarditis, myocarditis um, from the COVID vaccine. Oh my gosh. So his mother is awake and she can't get her voice out on Facebook because, well, the FBI is probably still working closely with them. Let's be real. Delta 5G towers, all of them have radiation warnings, yet they are installed next to houses, schools, shops, and so forth. Ignoring the fact that this tech is poisonous, uh, this tech poisons people slowly but surely. What can we do? Protect yourself. Okay. <laughs> wow. Interesting. Uh, this is a really cool channel or a cool uh, Twitter account. Um. Fauci. Okay, yeah, we talked about him. I guess we'll stop there. And uh, last night, though, we did see another shooting at a Walmart Supercenter. I don't know what is up with Walmarts and shootings, but it really makes me wonder about what the heck is... Is, is there some kind of, like, psychological trigger inside Walmarts? Because there's a lot of shooting at Walmarts, or maybe there's just a lot of Walmarts. I don't know, but this is weird, and I'm seeing uh, a pattern here. You know, and it makes me wonder, what if they had, like, you know, Pavlov's dog would salivate when you ring the bell? What if they have these, like, these psychotic people 
just start killing when there's a certain trigger. I'm serious. <laughs> what do you guys think about that theory? I think it could be real. This is mind control 101. Well, you guys, we are, um, we have the whole day ahead of us. I hope you guys enjoyed the show. We'll be live tonight at 5.30 p.m. Pacific, uh, 11.30 p.m. Eastern Time. Actually, that's not right. 8.30 p.m. Eastern Time, 5.30 p.m. Pacific with the Daily Dose. Please make sure to leave your comments and likes um, on these videos. I really appreciate that. Thank you for joining me. I'll see you on the Social Red Pill, the free social network, www.socialredpill.com. You can join that. Participate in the Zoom chats every night. Q&As with Josh on Tuesday, etc. Keep updated on what the heck's going on here at the Red Pill Project and more. We look forward to seeing you. Uh, Just Jules, thank you so much for the donation of the can over there on the Foxhole app. I appreciate that. Good to see you. Um, and I guess with that, let's just have great days ahead of us. You could find me on Twitter at Vince Taglivia or search my name and I'll pop up and follow Josh as well. It's Josh's birthday. Wish him a happy birthday. And thank you grits for your support as well. And your, uh, donation, donation of an ice cream. Now everybody take care. God bless and God speed. <laughs>